Now, as we turn to Romans chapter 7, verse 13, amen? Romans chapter 7, verse 13. I'm going to be preaching on, I am a, a POW. And the, the reason why I'm preaching on this is because Paul lays it out on how people are prisoners of war, amen? He was a prisoner of war, how we are prisoners of war, amen? The moment... The way it starts off is right from when we know what's right and wrong, either you are going to be a warrior for Christ or you're going to be a prisoner of war. Now in Romans chapter 7 verse 13, it says this. Romans chapter 7 verse 13. It says, Did that which is good then becomes death to me, by no means, but in order that my sin might be recognized as sin, it produces death in me. Through what was good, so that through the commandments, sin might become utterly sinful. We know that the law of the, spirit, of the spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. Now, a prisoner of war. If you can see a prisoner of war, all I could think of is somebody shackled down. Amen? Somebody that can't do what they want to do. Amen? Because what happens with our sin, it shackles us down where we can't move. See, you become that prisoner to your sin. How many guys know that if your sin tells you to do something, you're going to do it? And it doesn't matter what you have to go through to accomplish what that sin wants to do with you. And I can only see like a lot of people today, even in the church, that you might be saved, but you're still a prisoner of your sin. Amen? Because what happens is, he was discussing in this passage in Romans chapter 7, he was uh, discussing... The difference between law and grace. Now, a lot of people were saying, well, you have to follow the law. And, and, and Paul was saying, no, it's only by grace that we're saved. But what happens with grace? God releases you from your sin. But then there's only a matter of time when you get captured again by it. Amen? God says, I, I freed you from your sin and you said, thank you, but I'm going back to it now. And that's what Paul's saying. He's showing us an illustration in, in, in Romans chapter 7, this whole chapter. He's talking about how sin was capturing him and how sin was making him do stuff that he didn't want to do. Amen? It says right here, the word slave is a person entirely under dom domination of some influence other than influence or a person so the word slave means you're under domination that means you can only do what it tells you to do because it's dominating you now sin the word sin i like to always reiterate this because it has to be fresh in our head sin is to know what is right and not do it how many guys know what's right and not do it? 
And I don't know why it's because we're flesh that we just want to do it. Amen? It's, that's why it's the fight between spiritual and the spiritual realm. See, this slave, it has us doing things that we shouldn't be doing. It doesn't matter what it is, but it has you doing things you shouldn't be doing. And you already know it in your heart that you shouldn't do it, but you continue to do it, and it's, it's because we're a prisoner to it. And the only way to, that, that we can be released from this sin is only by God. There's nothing we can do on our part. It's only what God can do on His part. Now, in Romans chapter 7, verse 15, He's explaining here the, the things that are happening in His life. Amen? He says that I do not understand what I do for what I want to do, I don't do, but what I hate, I do. How many of you guys ever been there? Where you're like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I, I hated this when I was younger, but now I'm doing it. I hated, I hated the way my parents act, but now I'm acting like them. I hated the way my brother act, but now I'm acting like my brother. Did anybody ever fill out a form that, that you wanted to be a drug addict when you grew up? In your journal in school? What did you want to be when you grow up? Amen? I wanted to be a, a, a cheater and a conniver. I wanted to be a, 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 a homeless person. Is that anybody's in anybody's book? But it was only by the sin that it took you from where you're supposed to be as a prisoner and said, no, you're going to go over here with me and you're going to be here in sorrow for the rest of your life until God made a way to release us. Amen? Come on, let's give the Lord a good clap offering. Amen? I, re I could always remember the day that, that my dad took us to Skid Row. And it wasn't... It wasn't, it was scary, but it was scarier because we had a broken down van. Amen. He took us all in this van and my dad, what he would do is, is he would, he would wrote, he, he went down Skid Row and I remember he stopped right there and everybody started coming. It looked like the walking dead. Amen. And he would roll down his window and all of us are like, roll your window up. Come on, roll your window up. They're going to, they're going to steal something from us. And that van, it was always broken down. There was always something wrong with it. One time we were driving down the street and the window fell off. One time my mom was making a right turn. Her wheel fell off. So we already knew it was going to be even scarier because we didn't know if we we're going to make it out of there. Amen. But I always thought, what got them to that point? What got them to that point where they're homeless and have nothing? And the only thing that, that, that came to mind when I was reading this is the sin. They couldn't let go of their sin, so they let go of everything else so they can be with their sin. And it wasn't their choice. They're a prisoner to that sin. And some of you guys today are prisoners to your sin that you can't let go. And today we're going to make it a point when we come up to the altar to ask God to release you. 
from all those things that are taking you away from what you should be doing. That's why when he says right here, I do not understand what I do or what I want to do, I don't do. But what I hate, I do. And that's very, I, I, I like this scripture that he brought out because this is real. This is real life stuff here. It's not because they wanted to be like that. It's because of the, the sinful nature that drug them from where they were supposed to be into where they're at now. Now in verse 16, it says right here, and if I don't, if I do what I want, if I do what I don't want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is the sin living in me. Because the sin, it lives in you. It's your best friend, amen? It's your BFF, amen? You and your sin. Because when you look at people, they will do whatever it takes. They will lose everything just to be with that sin. Because you, you, you've seen it done before. You've seen people go to jail for the sin. You see people kill for the sin. You see people lie for the sin. You see people get over on people for the sin. Sin is much more powerful than we give it credit. Because if, it's, if, if your sin is willing to take you from everything that God had for you, that is something powerful. God had all these great things for your life and you said, no, I want this. See, we need to understand that sin is very powerful and it can take your life in a different direction than God has for you. God wants us to be blessed. God wants us to dream again. God wants full force blessing. God wants everybody to be healed. God wants all these things for us. But it's up to us to be able to release the sin. Some of us have anger issues. Some of us have forgiveness issues. Some of us have drug issues. Some of us have cursing issues. There's all kinds of issues that, that, bring, that make you go away from what God has for you. See, the sin lives in us. It's like having bad gas in your car, amen? It's, it, you got bad gas in your heart, amen? And, and you start backfiring, and everybody sees it when you start backfiring, Amen? Because they know, hey, somebody, that, that, that guy has some bad gas in them, amen? Because they can see something's wrong. Something's not right. And you can see it in a lot of people's faces when you walk up to them that something's not right in their life. Something's missing. It says, joy comes in the morning, then why aren't we all happy? It's probably because it's nighttime. But we have to understand that joy comes in the morning. Laughter is good. Amen? Laughter is good. It, it, it heals. Laughter heals because it's something that God gave us. To be free is to have laughter. Amen? To be free is to be excited. To be free is to, to enjoy life. But how can you do it when you're a prisoner? Amen? 
See, being a slave to sin will not go away until the chains are broken. That's why I love that song, Break Every Chain. Because it's only by the power of God that these chains can be broken. Amen? It's only by the power of God that these chains can, can break. Because some of you today are shackled down. Some of you are shackled down to your seats when it comes to altar call. And you can't break that chain because whatever that sin is, it keeps you in your seat. And not that you come to the altar, anything's going to change. But when you come together and and, and we all pray, when there's one or more gathered, then there's something that God's going to do in this place. Amen? But if we're shackled down, it's showing that, you know what? I'm going to give it all up. I'm going to leave my spot to go and stand out and say, look at God, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready to change. Amen. In verse 19, it says this. For what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I don't want to do. This is what I keep on doing. Have you ever been in that situation where you regret what you did? If we can eliminate those things, our life would be much better. When we talk to people, that's why I one room, man. It just prevents me from doing anything that I would regret. Amen. I have to remember that my words do matter when it comes to those situations. And once you cross the line, it's hard to come back from it. But it's only by our sin, it's only by our sinful nature that it makes these situations much bigger than they are. Amen? In verse 20 it says right here, Now if I do what I don't want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it's the sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil was right there with me. See, every time we start doing good, how come everybody starts calling us back? Every time you start doing good, little things start exploding that that never would have even mattered before. You start arguing about weird things, amen? Where's the remote? I told you to put the remote back, amen? That's one argument that's in our house. Amen. But we look at our situations and we're saying, you know what? After you think about it, it's not that big of a deal. Why did we make it such a big deal? Amen. I remember sometimes me and my wife, we would argue it would go a week and we're like, what are we arguing about? I don't know. So was it really worth it? We didn't talk for weeks. And we're like, is that really worth it? Whatever it was, it wasn't that important that we needed to drag it out that long. That's why he says joy comes in the morning because we should be forgiving each other at night. But when we wake up, we have a clear conscience and we'll be joyful. Amen? In verse 22, it says right here, 
For in my inner being I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin. At work within my members. Amen. Verse 24, it says right here, what, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to the God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law. Amen. It says in my mind, I'm a slave to God's law. But in the sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. See, Paul does not dwell on the weaknesses of our flesh in order to discourage us. Rather, Paul exposes the weaknesses of our flesh as the root problem. Because we think we're strong. We think we could do whatever, whatever it takes. I can do it. Amen. But in this spiritual realm, we might know how to fight in the flesh, but do you know how to fight in the spirit? Now, the spiritual realm is much more crazier than the flesh will ever be. Have you ever been in your room and felt a demon try to attack you and get your legs and get your arms and you, never, you can't move until you start shouting out Jesus' name? Has anybody ever experienced that? The spiritual realm is much more crazy. But if we trust in the Lord, we have nothing to fear. That's why sometimes when that happens, I could feel the spirit. I, I felt that before when I'm in my room, I could feel it. It's like a, it like zaps you. And then all I can do is say Jesus' name anyways. I can't fight in my flesh. I can't do anything but say Jesus' name. And that's how I know that in the spiritual realm, that's all we can do is fight with God's name. That's why it's important for us to be here at prayer. Because there's things that you can't fight in the flesh. There's nothing you can say, nothing you can do in the flesh that you're going to win this war, but you got to do it in the spirit. That's what Paul's saying here. He's exposing our weaknesses in the flesh because the flesh is the one that's going to get us in trouble. But if we're spiritually strong, then we'll understand it and we'll fight through it. Amen? See, it's easy for someone to for someone else to fight our problems. It's easy for me to say, "Hey brother, you're going to be okay." But when it's my turn, is it am I really going to be okay? Now in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, he's showing us how grace works. Because it's only by grace that we're saved here. Like the rabbi was saying last time, we're grafted in only by grace. Because if not, then we wouldn't, we wouldn't have that access to God the way we do now if it, if it wasn't for God creating Jesus Christ and sending them down for us. And in Romans chapter 8, it says right here, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus... The law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of the sin of death. It's only through Jesus Christ. 
It's only through Jesus Christ that we're here today. It's only by Jesus Christ that we can even be set free. But if we're set free, don't go back to what he set you free from. In verse 3, it says right here, For what the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of a sinful man to be a sinful offering, a sin offering. See, God had to come down from heaven. He found the perfect, I, I say it's a loophole because before they were bound by the law. And whatever the law says, that's the way it was. But God, and that's why they had to bring the big, they had to breed the big oxen or the big, the big, the big, bring the cows or whatever they were sacrificing at the time. They had to bring it in and that's how they paid for their sins. Can you imagine that? Every Sunday we come in here with our sacrifice and the amount of blood that was on you was the amount of sin that you, that you did. Some of you would be bloody mess, amen? So God made this the biggest, the greatest blessing for all of us is the mercy and grace. Because he said, now you don't have to do, you don't have to do the, all the slaughtering. Now by mercy and grace, come to me, ask for forgiveness, and go on with your life. Be happy. Don't worry about all the things that everybody's telling you. Just trust in me, and I will show you the way. Amen? In verse 3, at the, at the second part of... of um, I'm sorry, verse 4, it says right here, in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled, met in us, who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the spirit. So now we're not, we're not according to the law. The law is still a good guideline to keeping your life right, but it's only by the grace of God because we're still going to sin. But it's, it's what is that sin going to do to you, amen? In verse 5, it says, Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what the nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Because the sinful man says, it's all about me. The spiritual man says it's all about you you see the difference when we're spiritual when it comes to God's kingdom it should be all all about others but instead we make it all about ourselves amen that's the difference between God's kingdom and our kingdom when God was looking at us he was thinking about us he said you know what it's all about them that's why when he he, he sent his only son it was all about us. It wasn't about him being in, in heaven and just chilling there and just enjoying it. He, Jesus had to come down and be the sacrifice for our sins. And the beating he took was a good beating, amen? And we look at ourselves and, we, and, and, and 
we have, we're the most spoiledest Christian churches that are on the, on the planet. And that's why when, when pastor was saying, you know, about the time that we're here, we need to make it count. Amen. Let's make it count. Amen. We're only here a few times a week. Let's come in prayer. Amen. Prayer's an hour early. And, and through prayer, that, that's only helping yourself. It's helping your family. It's helping our family in, in, in the church. But it's going to help create an atmosphere that people from, they're just going to drive by and they're going to say, you know what, I know something there at that church is going on. I, I could just feel it in my spirit. That's what the spirit can do. And it can detour them from where they're going and say, I want to know what God has for me. I want to know, I want to know that, that, that I can be free. I want to know that, that there's more to life than just waking up and going to work. There's more to life, amen? In Romans chapter 8, verse 6, and I'm going to be closing with this. It says right here, the mind of a sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. See, these words are just so true. The mind of a sinful man is death. And I know a lot of us think that we can handle death, but can you really handle death? We could say we can handle death, but are we really ready for death? Because God said, you don't have to worry about death. If you're spiritual... I'm just going to give you life and peace. And we're going to live forever and ever in his kingdom. Amen? So let, come on, let's give God a good clap offering as we all stand. Amen? See, we have the choice. As we all just bow our heads right now. We all have the choice for this next year to be prisoners of war. We have a choice to be a prisoner of war or we can be a warrior for Christ and we can win souls and we can do things that we've never done before. If we just put it on the line right now. Some of you out there today are saying, I'm a prisoner to my sin and I need help. I know that I can't do it by myself. I need help. Because this is, it's just overwhelming. It's taking me to places that I don't want to be. It's taking me to, to things that I don't want to ever want to see again. And all God, God said was, come to the altar. Come to the altar and just ask for forgiveness. And I will guide you. I will put you right on the right path to where you got to be. See, don't be controlled by your sinful nature no more. It is exposed. I'm showing you things that are happening in your life so that you can recognize it 
Paul was showing this so that we can recognize it. Because some of us have that simple nature where we just love that drug so much that we'll lose our life for it. Or we love that alcohol so much that we'll lose our life for it. Or we love anger so much that we we don't want anybody around us. Or we have that hatred spirit in our body that we just need removed. If that's you today, just come to the altar right now. These altars are open. Quit being a prisoner to that sin. God is saying, I'm ready to free you today. I'm going to break the shackles off your feet. I'm going to break the the cuffs off your arms. I'm going to take you out of the places that you're at. And I'm going to put you back where you got to be today. just bow our heads let's just pray for those that are out there right now just extend your hands